It's Monday. It's morning. And it's the day after Macabre the it's Super It's the Bowl, Monday baby. Morning Macabre Mega Bowl episode. Welcome to the 50th annual Monday Morning Macabre Mega Bowl. Yeah, I gotta Bowl, tell you, Darcy, Bowl. today's matchup between the West Virginia Cryptids and the Dyatlov Pass <laughs> Murderwind is sure to be one for the ages. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Scott. This, this match has been one of the most talked about matches of the entire season. And I gotta say... I'm feeling hard. Mothman, he's been playing out of his mind this season. This guy cannot be touched. You cannot stop the Mothman, and even if you do, he will destroy a bridge in your hometown. And the Diallo Pass Murderwind's entire offensive line, all named Yuri. All right, let's get to... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre. That's a little taste of uh, post-Super Bowl Goofies. <laughs> Sunday Macabre Bowl Monday morning macabre i'm actually watching um, it live as, you guys, i won't give any spoilers but ooh we the team with red in their yeah, logo true. is just slapping the other team <laughs> the the halftime show was wild and wacky not macabre enough for me although at the beginning with all the red eyes i was like is that mothman <laughs> yep we're like hold up hold up hold up <laughs> if dude okay if i'm ever the super bowl halftime show which i think there's a solid chance that i get there for sure. Um, I'm going to incorporate Mothman. I'm going to incorporate uh, the Jersey Devil. I'm going to incorporate Nessie, Bigfoot. It's going to be a cryptid bonanza out there in this in the middle of the biggest football game of the year. I'm excited. I, I'm glad you're excited, and I hope you at home are excited as well because we're going to be talking about some spooky ookie dookies today. Shout out to the Patreon members for for supporting. Uh, thank you for all of your contributions to the macabre cause. We appreciate it. And to everybody else listening. And that's just not like financially. That's also like you guys give a shit ton of topics to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of <gasps> today, Scones, I'm going to be bringing you a topic sent in by one of our Patreon members. Oh, so red. Jessica C. Jessica, Jessica. C. Thank you, Jessica, Jess, for wow. this 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 little little tipperoni. Jesse getting the tipperoni on the Monday morning macabre mega bowl episode. Mega bowl episode. Are we gonna have a, a halftime deal. show halfway through your story? <laughs> yeah, let's have a halftime show. <laughs> okay, <middle>. okay, <laughs> okay. Um, so today, scones, I'm going to be bringing you a little little ditty called. The 1673 murder of Rebecca Cornell and the Good Fire. <laughs> That's the coolest band ever. <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds like a CBS uh, primetime television program, but it's not, I swear. Oh, you guys watched The Good Fire this week? <laughs> I loved it when Kristen Bell slipped on a banana peel. <laughs> I liked when Tim Allen did a throwback to his... <laughs> yeah. His, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get let's get into sad stuff. On the night of February eighth, <laughs> <laughs> on the night of February eighth, sixteen seventy three, Thomas Cornell rushed into the sitting room where he had earlier left his mother, Rebecca Cornell. On the okay, this is a silly. Okay, I, well, let me. I'm getting ahead of myself. First of all, this is New England Historical Society dot com. So Hell like yeah, pretty legit. Let's go. Secondly, socks. <laughs> go socks. Secondly. Secondly, the way this sentence is is worded, it sounds like his mother is like a doll that he left. He's, it says, Thomas Cornell rushed into the sitting room where he had earlier left his mother, Rebecca. Dude, you got to take it easy with these fucking dudes making dolls shit. 
Yeah, dude <laughs> making dolls is my fucking 30 Seconds to Mars cover band. That's Oh, that's actually only the Patreon members. <laughs> yeah, heard only that you one guys last week. understand. Yeah. Um, on the floor, he found a body badly burned. He suspects <gasps> Body badly burned? Another great band name? This is just body, them. <laughs> body badly burned from the good fire on 8... On on eight p.m. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, this this went right after Young Sheldon. On the floor, he found a body badly burned. He suspected he'd found a drunken Indian who had fallen into the fire. What a, what a, what what a racist assumption! <laughs> I, and also with no like pretext, like no context. He's like, yeah, or, like, they just coming through the window and jump into no my way, fire, yeah, right? No way is that my mother's burned body. It's probably an Indian guy. <laughs> like, okay, that's so, very Puritan. That checks. <laughs> um, but as he rushed close, he declared, "Oh Lord, it's my mother," <gasps> which is the failed pilot of how i met your mother they changed it there's some edits <laughs> keep, keep the network sitcoms coming was, baby. yeah keep more of them it was originally called oh lord it's my mother <laughs> <laughs> which is uh at the very end he marries his mom uh but it's a it's like a blind wedding type deal for like a reality show and he pulls up a veil and it's his mom it's a really good show it's on at 7 30 right before badly burned bodies yeah and then the good fire at 8 30 it could be at 8 Badly Burned Bodies could be a 10-minute program. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, shut up, listener. You don't know. <laughs> you don't fucking know my goddamn primetime network. And so began the strange case of the murder of Rebecca Cornell. The Cornells were a well-respected family in Portsmouth, Rhode Island. Thomas and Rebecca, originally from England, ran an inn in Boston. They left Massachusetts in the wake of Anne Hutchinson's expulsion for her religious beliefs. The Cornells sympathized with the more tolerant society Roger Williams was creating in Rhode Island. What? Hey, shout out to Roger Williams Zoo. Shout out to Roger Williams University. Shout out to Roger. Shout out to Roger Williams. Help me. Uh, park. <laughs> just general park. Yeah, just park. I, I'll go for another one. I'm batting 500. Shout out to Robin <laughs> Williams. Shout out to Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Robin Williams, a documentary series on CBS Limited uh, after The Good Fire. The Good Fire on TBS, CBS, ABC, maybe NB, NBS. It's where the funny happens. All, all of Turner uh, Broadcasting's channels. It's all. <laughs> <laughs> the death of Rebecca Cornell. Thomas Sr. died in 1655. Both Thomas Cornell's Sr. and Jr. were well-regarded citizens serving public office. By 1673, Rebecca had entrusted her estate to her son Thomas. On the day she died, Thomas spent more than an hour talking with his mother in her sitting room. Then he was called to dinner. The evening was the evening dinner was salt mackerel. Lucky guy, huh? Dude, I which me and salt mackerel. Oof, we go way back. Dude, salt mackerel is like the toughest kid in the school. Salt mackerel is fucking the starting linebacker. <laughs> um, the evening dinner was salt mackerel, which Rebecca did not eat. She said it made her dry in the night. What does that mean, sir? Don't my ghost, though. Thomas sent his son Edward to ask Rebecca if she wanted boiled milk or some other supper. You guys have to appreciate Tough the choice. time we live in. Tough you choice. Could, literally, all they had for dinner was fucking salty mackerel and boiled milk. Boiled goose. Boiled goose. Um, as Edward tried to rouse his grandmother, he was alarmed by a dog bounding from the sitting room. So we've just got a crazy cast of characters going on here. Wait, we yeah, dogs. It, was it his dog or just a dog? <laughs> and he was alarmed by a, it. Just, it just says a dog. Dog so, just rolled in like I smelled you guys were uh, boiling milk in here. He's like, "Yo, you got some burned Indian men in here? Where, where you at?" 
Something was amiss, and Edward ran to fetch a candle and raise an alarm. When Thomas returned to the sitting room with Edward, he found the body on the floor. Kneeling down, Thomas first tried some Indian phrases to communicate with the injured person. That sounds like what my like mother would do at, to like a Spanish waitress. On closer inspection, he recognized his mother. The first coroner's inquest was quick and to the point. Rebecca Cornell had died in a fire. She had probably fallen asleep, dropped ash from her pipe on herself, and burned to death. But four days after the death, Rebecca's brother's John gave a strange testimony. <gasps> How strange. Uh-oh. Oh, so strange. When you're strange, your testimony is dank. He was asleep in bed when he, quote, felt something heave up the bedclothes twice and thought somebody had been coming to bed with him, whereupon he awaked and turned himself about in his bed, and being turned, he perceived a light in the room. Dude, is like, this like the, the prequel to the Bell Witch? <laughs> it might be like to the dawning of the day and plainly saw the shape and appearance of a woman standing by his bedside where he was much affrighted he cried out in the name of god what art thou the apparition answered <laughs> i am your sister cornell and said twice see how i was burnt with fire <laughs> so she really wanted him to know that she got burnt by fire see see how i was burned by fire Second time for dramatic effect. (laughs) Do you see? She plainly appeared unto him to be very much burnt about the shoulders, face, and head. The vision reinvigorated the investigation. (gasps) Rebecca's brothers interpreted the vision to mean that his sister accused someone of burning her intentionally. Rebecca's body was inspected a second time, and and this jury found a suspicious wound in her stomach. A new version of events began to take shape, and Thomas Cornell was charged with murdering his mother. Womp, womp, womp. Well, so you know, a perfect this, justice system is one based off visions. Based off visions, ghosts, apparitions, etc. I mean, what's a better... It's a primary source right there. It's all they really had back then. Yeah, they're like, we we literally just eat salted mackerel all goddamn day. I saw a ghost, okay? It's like, it's, yo, should we dust for prints? No, 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 no. What did you dream about last night? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. You see a burnt up sister of mine? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> The trial. Bum, bum, bum. <gasps> oh, At my trial, goodness. Witnesses painted an unpleasant picture of the life in the Cornell home. Dun, Rebecca dun. Cornell had complained about her treatment. She had to work on the farm. She went to bed without her bed made up or warmed. And she complained that Thomas was skimpy in heating the home and would not provide a good fire. If the that fire is not good, <laughs> tonight at 8, 8 p.m. <laughs> if his fire is so bad, how are they boiling that milk? Good point. Maybe they're just like they're they're breathing on it real hot and heavy. Get me um, on the defense team. I want <laughs> Scones is gonna solve this case. The good fire. 8 p.m. I want you to envision <laughs> the, the little tents. like ticker on the bottom of the screen playing right now where it's like an animated version. Yeah, they're all like pushing each other around the ensemble yeah, cast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One of them lights on fire. <laughs> the good um the good fire. Her son declined to hire a maid to look after her, and she and she and Thomas argued over whether rent should be paid for staying at the house and whether he should pay her or vice versa. Rebecca Cornell, two witnesses testified, had contemplated killing herself either by stabbing herself or drowning herself. What a wild argument. Just like her being like, uh, you should start paying rent, and then the tenant being like, no, 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 no. you should start <laughs> paying fuck. me rent. <laughs> Yo, you want me to pay... <laughs> The Art of the Deal, 9.30 on TBS, NBC, <laughs> ABC. Shark Tank. 
that's Shark Tank back in the day. <laughs> hey, you need to pay me rent. Nah. <laughs> you need, you to, need pay to pay me, me rent. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that deal. 10% stake. <laughs> oh, Mr. Wonderful. Rebecca Cornell, two witnesses testified, had contemplated killing herself. Oh, I already read that. Okay. Excuse me. Wow. This person's name. Uh, get ready for it. Patience Kogashal. <laughs> what an asshole her dad was. Patience Kogashal testified. She was afraid there would be mischief done. Her daughter-in-law was such was of such a desperate spirit. For not long since, said she, she ran after one of the children of his first wife with an axe Dude, into her house. I'm getting out of jury duty next time saying that. Uh, I think there's going to be mischief done. I don't want any of this. <laughs> I, it's it's hard to read this because it's such old English, but so I'm going to back up and say some more. Okay. <laughs> she ran after one of the children of, of his first wife with an axe into her house, but she prevented her striking the child. Yet she did not live with any of her other children because she had made over her estate, because she had gave over her estate to her son, Thomas. If she had thought her son, Thomas first wife would have died before her, she would not have made it over to him. <laughs> I don't. That's a lot of words in an old ass English <laughs> phrasing by a woman named Patience Cogashaw. Listen, Patience Shaka, what is it? See, Patience Shaka Khan or something. Patience like Shaka Khan has no patience for mischief. Patience Shaka Khan. No. T- okay. <laughs> That's it. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. All right. Credibility gap. 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 Wait. Meanwhile, what about the halftime show? <laughs> oh yes, you got to do the halftime show. Welcome to the Moxie Cola Halftime Show brought to you by eight different car brands. Toyota, Mitsubishi, Hyundai, Hyundai, Honda, Yamaha, uh, and Tony Sopranos. Tony Sopranos, Totino's, <laughs> Totino's Pizza Rolls, you name it, they're Totino, sponsoring Welcome it. to the Totino Pizza Roll, Monday Morning Macabre, New England, Ford, Escape, Bruce, Brewmasters New, of New England, 2021, Macabre Staff Time Show. Well, looks like we went over the time allotted for the music, just reading sponsors, so we're going to have to go back to the regular <laughs> programming. Well, here's the thing, Scouts. The Super Bowl... Wait, hold on. No, 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 no. We can get sued for saying Super Bowl. It's Mega Bowl. Oh, oh, it's the Mega... Mac- Wait, what? You can get sued for saying Uber Bowl, say? Yeah, you can. What? NFL has a trademark on it. Dude, why don't they trademark these? Hey, <laughs> but they didn't got trademark em. the Monday Morning Macabre Mega Bowl, so we still got that. No, they did not. You might have so to go back in this f- episode. We definitely said Super Bowl, and you're going to... Oh, I just said it again. We're going to have to beep it out. I'm not beeping shit. <laughs> Come at me, NFL. Goodell, we what see are you, you going yeah, Goodell, you make 70-some-odd episodes of spooky shit, and then we'll talk. <laughs> to it. You won't. All right, credibility gap. Meanwhile, other witnesses questioned Thomas's story about his mother's refusing mackerel, <laughs> charging that she had been known to eat it. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, what was the judicial system back then? It's all hearsay. I like it. It's like, Spices yeah, but your mom liked mackerel, so you fucking killed her. <laughs> 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 what? Oh, thank God my mom doesn't like mackerel. Yeah, it's like, uh, she likes boiled milk, not mackerel, actually, so maybe you killed her. Boiled your house milk. And you pay rent. John Pierce suggested Thomas Cornell was glad his mother was gone. He testified, Thomas Cornell said that his mother in her lifetime had a desire to have a good fire, and further said that he thought God had answered her ends for oh, how she had God it. answered the ends for her desire for that good fire? 
for now she had it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And like that's like do you know that when John Pierce wrote this little ditty up, he's like, oh man, when I say that last part, people are going to fucking freak. <laughs> um, <laughs> people get lose The jury their convicted Thomas Cornell of murdering his mother with virtually no evidence that he had done so. That Two years is after the Puritan he way. Yeah, that's the, honestly, this is what dreams are made of. This is what they were, this is what Hillary Duff was singing about when she went to Europe. Yeah, the Puritan way of life where like if a woman can read, they're like, all right. <laughs> This is what dreams made of. What do you mean that widow can read? Sounds like black magic to me. <laughs> Literacy, literacy is what we call witchcraft, baby. The jury convicted Thomas Cornell of murdering his mother with virtually no evidence that he had done so. Two years after he died, his widow Sarah was charged with assisting in the murder along with a local Indian. They cannot get off of the Indian speculation. Yeah, he's also throwing, uh, it's pretty crazy. Also, for clearance, it's definitely obvious because we're talking about New England in the 1600s, but we're talking about American Indian, Native yes, American. We're, yes, not, yeah, not, not Indians from India. This is just the, Although the that phrase would be that wild. guys. <laughs> if that was like, I guess we shouldn't assume. Indian, <laughs> I can use all the historical context I want, but there's like nothing stopping a person from India being there. That's, uh, well, actually, there's I, definitely I would, lots of. Like I was gonna say, probably a, a whole heap of racism <laughs> stopping it. <laughs> Just a whole heap of racism, and that's the secret ingredient to the cookie that is America. <laughs> you put some sugar, some freedom, and a whole heap of racism. <laughs> uh, Betty Crocker, get at me. Okay. Though she was not convicted in the case of Rebecca Cornell, caused the people of Rhode Island to debate whether spectral evidence should be used in criminal cases at all. Spectral evidence is the only kind we take on this show, on this program. Exactly. I only deal in Bitcoin and spectral evidence, baby. So, speaking of spectral evidence, that brings me to the second of the two articles I wanted to bring. Is it eight? Is it eight p.m.? time for the good fire <laughs> well we just finished the good fire so it's about 8 30 which means we're we're listening to the deadly rules of massachusetts court of oyer and terminer oh they got to work on their marketing for that title <laughs> yeah it's a mouthful baby wait so what's what happened in massachusetts with the big oily terminator so all right so we're, we wrapped up the story of thomas cornell and how he got fucked over by spectral evidence so in, on May 27th, uh, 1692, Massachusetts's newly minted governor, William Phipps, established the most famous court of Oyer and Terminer ever. Oh, do you think it's the guy who made Super Phipps, the, the liquor store? Yes, for exactly. sure. Um, Oyer and Terminer is a court authorized to hear certain criminal cases, so it's just like a court, right. essentially. The Oily Terminator, I know. I know. Yeah, the Oily Terminator is going to be like, <laughs> I'll be back, and, and he's going to fucking prison. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, authority establish a court of oyer and terminator to hear the determine the truth generally in serious rather than pre- petty crimes. Phipps Lieutenant Governor William Stoughton was the fucking terminator and took on the task of dealing <laughs> with the growing scandal in Salem Village. What followed was the most unusual episode of legal history New England ever saw. <gasps> in 1692, England and her colonies hadn't quite recovered from the revolution that overthrew King James II in 1688 and began the reign of William and Mary. The new king and queen busily inserted their own partisans into positions of power, and so the influential Massachusetts minister, Increase Mather, which is his name, is Increase, which is nuts to me. 
they're like, all right, we need to have more kids. Fucking increase. <laughs> increase Mather persuaded the monarchs to install Governor William Phipps, a poorly educated shipbuilder and treasure hunter. Hell yeah. Salem, meanwhile, wrestled with a division of its own that had existed for years. The community, torn apart by multiple factions, could not agree on a pastor. No sooner would one faction choose a minister than the rival faction would undermine him. As the hostility simmered, townspeople stumbled upon accusations of witchcraft as a useful tool to besmirch the reputations of their enemies. I mean, we all know that whole witch trial stuff, right? You know? I've heard of it. Accusations ran into the hundreds as Phipps took charge of the colony. However, the changeover in governance prevented trials from getting underway. Fighting with the Native American tribes was Governor Phipps' top priority, and he gave Lieutenant William Governor Stoughton responsibility for clearing the backlog, backlog of witchcraft cases. Stoughton took the job seriously. <gasps> One of Stoughton's earliest and most significant decisions was to allow the admission of spectral evidence, i.e. acts carried out by demons that only an accuser can see. So this guy's a fucking idiot. Dude, is this law, <laughs> I think. law and order spectral victims unit, dude? <laughs> that's, a, that's a 10, dude. That's, that's late night. You got to have <laughs> the kids in bed by that when the time that show airs. Spectral victims unit is a 10 out of 10. Stoughton also implemented another rule that moved things along, one that encouraged or tortured the accused into confessing that they practiced witchcraft. The court spared those who confessed. Those who would not confess risked death at trial. <laughs> And finally, Stoughton set the jury back to reconsider even when it found an accused witch innocent. The jury, for example, exonerated Rebecca Nurse. Stoughton sent the jurymen back to reconsider, and then they convicted Nurse, and she died on the gallows. Which, fuck, man. Dude, imagine getting hung from the gallows even though you found innocent. <laughs> yeah, you'd, I'd be like, wait, <laughs> look over, it's fucking James Franco being like, first time, yeah. and we both <laughs> break our necks. Um... Within two weeks of the court's establishment, it killed the first alleged witch. Stoughton's efficiency dovetailed perfectly with the religious leaders' fervent belief that the devil was attacking the colony. These forces combined to create a powerful killing machine executing 20 people in just four months with more than 100 prisoners still to try. The slaughter might have continued had Governor Phipps not returned to his senses and put a stop to the lunacy. The bloodshed had finally grown too much for the minister of the day. They conceded that perhaps innocents were being killed. I like how it's not even a sure thing. It's like, well, hey, well, maybe we screwed up. I mean, probably not, but there's a, there's a possibility. Nah, it couldn't be. Couldn't be. <laughs> I think we nailed it. Phipps, 100%, 100%. The minister urged Phipps to act as the allegations continue to fly, including charges against Phipps's own wife. That's awfully ironic how the shit just stops when he gets... It's just like, people suck. His death just fixed all of it. In September 1692, Phipps ended the court of Oyer, Oil the Terminator and stopped the trials and eventually freed all the prisoners. In the aftermath, Phipps, as, di as did many of those involved, apologized for his actions. So he's fine. He made a tweet. Everything's cool. Sorry, my <laughs> was hacked. <laughs> <laughs> Lol, that was my cousin. He took my phone. <laughs> Stoughton, however, never publicly apologized to any wrongdoing. A lifelong political operator, he continued accumulating wealth and power until his death in 1701, and he willed his estate to Harvard College. The end. Well, at least he gave his charity to, you know, a school that really needed it. So, spectral visions have been getting people fucking killed for years, and Did I that's bet you some places in the world it still flies? Oh, 100%. I bet if I you mean, Googled, ghosts, like, float at least. 
does like or like weirdest laws in America. There's some county in like the yeah. It's like you can't eat ice cream while also kissing a ghost. Yeah, exactly. There's definitely like uh, some town in the bayous somewhere that like still holds spectral evidence. Yeah, spectral victims unit. Headquarters is probably located there. Dun dun, we are lawyer guys. <laughs> da, dun, dun. <laughs> or or we go into the uh, what's this? What's the Who song that plays? <laughs> NCIS. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's the uh, that's today's topics. Um, shout out to Jess. Thank you again for sending us in that info. It's fucking lunacy. Dun dun. I hope you guys enjoyed the Mega Bowl million dollar halftime show. That cost us a one, million dollars to make. Yeah, <laughs> one of one lucky listener is gonna win a million dollars. Who's I wonder who? <laughs> who could it be? I get to choose though, and whenever I feel. It might be a ghost I, that I saw. I can't wait till you're on your deathbed and you leave your estate to one less. Like, and I'm just like, <laughs> Dakota Riggs. <laughs> I fucking die. <laughs> uh, but thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow uh, our socials, Twitter, Pod, Instagram, MondayMorningMacab. Check out MondayMorningMacab.com for merch and Patreon. All that good stuff. If you want extra content, you like us slinging those dingers into your ding holes and you want more of it uh head tell over there, us specifically using that $6 language dollars and you get you get our sweet voices in your ears for like hours more of of fun fun and, and dark stuff um get vaccinated and, if you can yeah and, uh, <laughs> that's my pca sure uh and besides that i mean have a good monday you freaking turkeys you turkeys Bye. Bum, bum.